and all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And let us not forget verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Listen, we need to vow to study the Bible and pray more because the Bible will teach you and will reprove you. I'm prone to sin. I'm prone to wander. I need the Word of God to reprove me. It will correct me when I have made mistakes. Listen, if you think your past mistakes, you're mistaken. Okay? We will make mistakes, but the Word of God will show us how to fix that mistake. And I'm going to tell you how to fix your mistakes. You ready? I don't know what that mistake is, but when we make it, the solution to fixing it is humility. And the Word of God will give us direction and furnish you in all you need to be what the Scripture says in verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect. There's a word that we should strive for. Some, some uh, translations may have the word mature. You see, we need mature believers for today. Timothy chapter 2 verse 8 I will I will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath without men pray everywhere we need to pray we need to pray everywhere because we ought to pray more because the scripture says it's a duty and it's a privilege well Let's go to the next one. Vow to be more regular in church attendance. Why church attendance? Well, it's a privilege to come to church. Here we are talking about, Sister Carmen was talking about the uh, brothers and the saints in China having difficulty meeting in their church. That could happen to us easily. And so when we think about that, if we can meet in the church, it's a privilege. God asks us to. Does he demand it of us? Well, I like to use the idea, yes, he demands it of us, but he demands it of us because it's a desire of our hearts. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So the words there, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Listen, if you name the name of Jesus, you are embracing the assembling of ourselves together. For one to say, I'm not going to be in the assembly, is to reject the house of the Lord. Now listen, I would never take this verse out of context and hit somebody over the head with that. There are many people at home that can't make it to the assembly. Right? We understand that. People in hospitals, people in invalids. I have dear friends that are, you know, uh, stuck in their house or stuck in the hospital for life. They claim the name of Jesus. They are not forsaking the assembly. But listen, if you can breathe and walk, you should be in the assembly. If you could, God tells us reject that 
We've been exhorted today in taking a breath. We've been exhorted today in songs and singing and rejoicing. We've been exhorted today in the prayer request and in praying. That's why we come together to exhort one another. And not only just once, but so much the more. Even more. The more you can, the better it is. Some might take that word exhorting as taking a, an idea and hurting us or beating us over the head. No, it's an encouragement to love God even greater. And so we exhort. But not only that, but we rejoice and we meditate on the coming day of the Lord. Five, it says, as you see the day approaching, the day of the Lord. See, he's coming back, and he's coming back for his church. And we need to remind ourselves of that. We need to think about that. When we come to church, we need to think about Jesus is sitting on the front row. Sitting here on the front row. He's allowed me to come and preach. He's allowed us to gather to fellowship. He's allowed all the assembly here to minister to one another. He's coming back for us. Listen, we need to vow to forget the past and look to the future, right? The tool of depression and discouragement. And if he can discourage the believer, he'll stop the believer from having victory and a successful life. We need to let go of the past. Let go of the sin that haunted us. Let go of the evil deeds that hurt us. And press forward and press into the day of the coming of the Lord. Paul said it like this, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine Paul, a persecutor of the believers, a murderer of the saints, and the discouragement and the depression that would come on him as he thought he dragged them off to prison, threw them in the cell, and watched them die at the hands of Saul. would be great but he said no I'm no longer Saul I'm now Paul God changed me and there's no need to look to the past that's an old man he's gone 2nd Corinthians 5:17. the Apostle Paul says all things pass away behold all things become new now we forget the past and we look to the future for greater Fourth vow. I think we can all take a hold of these vows, right? Vow to speak of the good news to those who need it. You know somebody who needs the good news? Speak the good news to them. You know, get some good tracks and put them in your office. You have a little office, people come and visit you. Stick some tracks there. Stick some tracks in your car. Stick some tracks in the uh, your coat pocket. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm a track pusher. And I'm a track dealer. 
I deal tracks, I push tracks. I'm crazy about tracks. You go in my car, in there, you'll find tracks laying all over there. Why? Because I gotta get a hold of a bunch of tracks and give them out to anybody, everybody, and I'm just passing the tracks of the gospel out to everyone I can find. Alright, well, vow to live more separated from the world. You know, I, brothers and sisters, my heart is convicted of the sin that I see all around me. We need a vow to live more separated from the world. Listen, I work with a lot of sweet people in the referee community, okay? A lot of wonderful friends. A lot of Christian friends. And it's wonderful. I love it. But, you know, the world's there. And, and you probably step out into the world. I mean, you don't have to go to a profession to go to the world. You can go to the supermarket. The world's waiting for you there. All right, listen, we need to vow to live more separated from the world. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Well, the scripture is talking about how we ought to walk holy. Give my entire self to God. Give my time. Ephesians 5, 16, redeeming the time. For the days are evil. My talents. First Corinthians 6. 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God? Ye are not your own. Ye are bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are God's. And my tithe. God says in Malachi 3.10, Test me. Bring the treasure to the house of God and see if I won't pour out a blessing on you. Last vow to cooperate with the leaders of the church. This is something that you don't hear preached very often. But the leaders of the church, because we are laborers together for God, because we compose God's building, and because an account must be given for our behavior. Just quickly, Hebrews chapter 13 the writer of the book of Hebrews, which my perspective, I believe is Apostle Paul, but we don't know who the exact writer is. But the writer of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account. They may do it with joy, and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourself, for they watch for your soul. Listen, that's that's a lot of deep idea and theology right there. But God has set up the church and the assembly with the with the people and with the offices, offices of deacon, offices of elder, offices of pastor, offices of evangelist, offices of pastor teacher. And and everybody has a role. And the people. And we work together, we submit ourselves one to another. But God has set up that order so that we could be victorious in this dark world. If we don't have the order of our church, then the, the world will destroy the church.
So we have this war that God gives. Why? To be victorious. And then as we use the offices, as we use the leaders, that's their desire. And, and they want to be used of God. And so use them. You ever hear the phrase, you're being used, and somebody may say that's a negative thing? No. In God's world, being used is a testimony for the glory of God. And so if you're being used, that's a good thing. Well, these are our seven vows, and I hope we can make them. Could we not be committed to these seven vows of honoring the Lord even more greater? Now, friend, maybe you'd like to ask Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior. Would you ask him to come into your life to save you today? That's why he died on the cross and rose again from the grave. And just tell him this in your own words and prayer, Lord. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the grave. Prove you are God. I ask that you come into my life and save me now. Friend, if that's your prayer, let us know, contact us, and we'll be glad to talk to you even greater about that.